Welcome to the second episode of the Editing Minute. I'm Dr. Julie Bates, Assistant Professor of Professional Writing and a member of the Center for Publishing and Editing Faculty at Millican University. I'm Bella Fernandez. I am a senior writing major with an editing and publishing minor, and I'm the fellow this semester for editing and publishing. So for today's episode, Bella actually has a question. I was wondering why we have so many different style guides, why we need a style guide for um, APA and Chicago style and MLA. Yeah, so I was actually thinking, Bella, before we get really into the heart of your question, uh, I wonder if we might spend a few seconds talking about some of the primary reasons we use style guides. Do you want to start us out? Why why use style guides anyway? Well, they um, standardize everything. So when you're editing for a major publication, you can know what the rules are so that everything's regularized. So one word isn't hyphenated in one article and then, or, and it's combined into one word on another page, just so everything's regularized and um, everything's standardized. Yeah. So I think that for me, the main thing is consistency, just like you were talking about, right? So also making sure that words are accurate, uh, questions of grammar, usage, style, spelling are not really as clear cut. I mean, one of the things we've talked about in professional editing this semester is uh, there aren't really set rules for some of those things that you might have expected. And so style guides can provide the necessary clarification on what the proper way to use words and language are in specific contexts. Um, but there are so many different style guides to choose from. And I know we get kind of muddled sometimes when we're talking through uh, the differences between them. And so that's what kind of what brought up Bella's question. So some of the most commonly recognized ones are American Psychological Association, APA, Modern Language Association, MLA, Associated Press, AP, and Chicago Manual of Style, often called Chicago or CMS or sometimes CMOS. Um, but often publishers, businesses, and organizations also create their own style guides. Um, that are specific to their internal style commitments. So for instance, when I edit for Meredith Corporation, publications such as Christmas Ideas or Cottage Style, I always look first to their extensive online style guide. And then if I still have questions, I go to Chicago or the dictionary or other more specialized sources. Um, because sometimes what they want to do with a word kind of trumps what the rule might be in those other places. But I still think your question hasn't been answered, which is why are there so many different guidelines? Like, why can't we all just use one style guide for everything? Um, I'll be honest, I don't know why they've diverged so much. I think it's some in some cases arbitrary. So over time, as the preferences of the people working in those fields and updating those styles have changed, they've maybe kind of diverged more and more on different things, but then they also stay pretty close on some things. Um, and so the rules and guidelines have shifted just based on history and culture and all of these different things. Um, I definitely think the field that they're catered toward is a big piece of it. So Chicago style is used in many academic fields, um, you know, humanities, social sciences, but also by book and magazine uh, publishers. Whereas MLA is used mostly with literature, some theater, film studies, more literary types of analysis. APA is used by the behavioral and social sciences, particularly those fields that are more likely to present data which is why it's going to look a lot different from MLA, where you're analyzing data when, in one versus uh, language or other related topics in the other. Um, 
Oh, yeah. And then there's CSE, Council of Science and Editors, ACS and AIP for Chemistry and Physics, IEEE for Computer Science and Engineering. So you just keep going because each of those fields is so specialized. Sometimes the language and the rules they have becomes very specialized. And then AP, Associated Press, is mostly used by journalists and people working in the news or with current events. So the other thing that comes into play is how often they're updated. AP on their website, they're updating things almost all the time. And they put out a new guide every year or two. Some of these other ones, while they've all become more responsive, like updating with blog posts and even by social media when things change, the the guides themselves only come out every so many years. And so they're not quite as responsive, some of them, as others are. So that's why some of the things we've been talking about recently in class, um, you know, about uh gender and pronouns about inclusive language do you capitalize black and white all of those sort of things some of those guides have gotten there like ap has pretty clear guidelines on some of that others it could be a couple years before some of those things end up in their guides so i think each of the guides is influenced by the needs and trends of the field it caters to and the practices so think about like news articles writing a news article is so different from writing an in-depth scholarly journal article for the sciences. So approaches to writing uh, those two things can't possibly be exactly the same. Uh, That's where one style guide just wouldn't work. And even between writing an analysis of the great American novel versus writing an article where you're reporting on chemistry research or even writing the great American novel itself, because even with fiction, there's got to be some level of consistency within the book itself. So I just I can't imagine a one size fits all approach. At the same time, they've all diverged in so many different ways that it's really hard to keep track as an editor when you might be working on projects where you're jumping back and forth between all of these different style guides. So I don't know. What do you think, Bella? Does that answer it? Does it raise more questions? That definitely answers my original question, but um, it has me wondering, do you think it's useful that most students are taught MLA throughout like K through 12? Um, That's such a tricky question Uh, (laughs) uh, because some people are very clear adherence to it and will be offended if I say no, but I think, I think it helps to start with one specific style guide so as not to be completely confused, but I don't know if it's helpful to consistently drill students and teach them only MLA. That's why we're shifting with our own first year writing program at Millican in the next year or two to where students are going to study writing in the citation style and using the style guides for their respective fields. Because at some point, most students are not going to use MLA potentially ever again. And it might be more important, for instance, for the students in computer science to learn how to use the IEEE style guide. And so I do think that at some point, once you know the types of writing you're doing, it's going to be a lot more helpful to specialize and use those citation styles and those style guides, definitely. Anything else you can think of? What? I was just going to say that I'm glad that the first-year students are learning different citation guides now because I think my sophomore junior year, I took a music history class and we had to use Chicago style. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like we can teach every single style guide. We've learned that in editing. You can't possibly like become an expert in all of them. I have to look every time y'all ask me a question, I have to get the right style guide out and look because I can't keep them all straight in my head. But you know what to look up, when to look, those sort of things. So I think that's really important. 
Um, all right. I think we're out of time, but this has been another great episode. We're going to wrap up our second editing minute. Thanks again for joining us, Bella. And we'll see you all next time, or you'll hear us next time, I guess, uh, with another quick tidbit to help you become a better editor and writer.